Hearts of Faith with Nae Lupondwana, 7 to 8 p.m. Good evening and welcome. You're listening to Facts of Faith with me, Nair Lupondwana, here on SFM, leading the conversation. First order of business, drumroll. Congratulations to my producer, Joey, who has uh, been awarded, nominated. Both Joey and I were nominated and uh, Joey came back with the content producer, best content producer in the category of PBS at the Liberty Radio Awards and well boring she was not there to receive her award so I received it on her behalf but Joey is uh, a two time three time uh, 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 award winner now uh, joining the community of plural awards thank you very much now uh, I can proudly say that my producer is a plural award winner thank you very much Joey for uh uh, doing such sterling work recognized by the radio industry at the Gallagher Convention Center last night at the Liberty Radio Awards. Joey Lequardi, my producer, now a plural award winner. Thank you very much. That said, um, we must uh, now invite you to join in the conversation. It's only supposed to be one hour, but it is not uh, because we're only beginning now. And tonight's question is a continuation of a question that we had asked some time last year about this group of believers who call themselves Christian. Take note, they call themselves Christian, not that their master ever called them Christian. They allowed other people to name them in Antioch Christian, even though their master did not call them Christian. They seem to be teaching Christianity, and yet their master never taught them to be Christian. Quite frankly, their master never even taught Christianity. And this question came up again last night, last year, beg your pardon, I'm preoccupied with last night. It came up again last year from a caller. I want to read this, um, um, what the caller wrote. This is what the caller said, a text message rather, beg your pardon. He said, I find it rather difficult to comprehend why believers of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are termed Christians. This because when reading the Bible, there is no mention of Christian. Correction to the gentleman, there is a mention of Christian in Antioch. But I get the point you're making. And it continues to write, This because when reading the Bible, there is no mention of Christian. When did the term come into existence and usage? Jesus never preached Christianity. He comes across as a staunch humanist and a maintainer of balance and equilibrium. And that was Ayandandaba. So we have picked up that baton, Ayanda, to continue that conversation because we did promise that we'll come back to it. At the time, we could not continue. But right now, this is the time to continue once again. If you're a Christian, why do you call yourself Christian? Jesus never said anything about Christianity. He never even taught you to be Christian or called you Christian. Quite frankly, he called them my disciples. Why then you decide to undermine what he called you and choose a word that you, a name that was given to you by uh, people who do pagans in Antioch? Well, that's our question for tonight. I'm Nayo Pondo, and Effects of Faith begins right now. 
The views and ideas expressed in this program are views expressly of the people sharing them and not of the anchor or that of this broadcaster. All persons, juristic or natural, are to be held responsible for their own representations offered on this program by their agents and not this corporation. Any and all consumption of our conversational substance is entirely at your own discretion. Please be advised that this program airs subject matter that has the potential to destabilize and challenge your intellectual equilibrium. If you are excitable, profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised. Participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and deliberated on. Kindly note that, just as the anchor is, all participants, guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this our freedom of expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly. Let me introduce you to our guests um, for tonight. Um, one in the studio, and uh, thank you very much for coming to the studio, Bishop Joshua Maponga, fighter of spiritual colonialism and a cultural activist. Bishop, good evening to you, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening, sir. Good evening, sir, and welcome. One, I, I need you to speak into the mic, Bishop. Into good the evening, mic. sir, and welcome, one. Welcome all to your show, your facts of faith. Thank you very much. Yes, sir, and also we do have Pastor Solomon Ashams, the founder, publisher, and power publisher of Parable Magazine. He's an author, he's an activist, and a journalist. Okay. Didn't know the part about being a journalist. Uh, Pastor Shams, good evening to you. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Great. Now, good to join you and uh, Joshua. All right. All right. We're going to take a break and come back and we're going to jump into it. Don't forget, the most important views are yours as the listener. So please... Dial right now, 0891-104-207. Dial right now, 0891-104-207. Why do you call yourself a Christian if your Christ never called you Christian? He called you my disciples, my brothers, my children. All those terms, never Christian. Why? Why do you call yourself? Why? How come Christians call themselves Christian? That's a question for tonight. Hey, sweetie. What's wrong, love? Our relationship has not been the best recently, Tamba, and it needs some spicing up. I'm aware, my love. That's why I have booked an appointment at Men's Clinic International. <laughs> oh, thank you, my babe. Women love a man who puts their needs first. Thank you, baby. Men's Clinic International, for help with your relationship difficulties. SMS help to 32110 or send a please call me to 072-315-2574. Jesus, please apply. SMSs cost one rent. Western United are on a mission to hammer the Foxes Leicester City this Saturday in the Premier League match of the week. The grass will be trampled at the London Stadium as the visitors Leicester want nothing but maximum points. Hammers battle it out with the Foxes this Saturday on SABC3 at 3.30pm. The Premier League, brought to you by SABC Sport, for the love of the game. Naye Lupolwana on SAFM. All right, let's jump right in. Let's begin with uh, Solomon. Um, your take. Uh, Christians today calling themselves Christians. Why? Yeah, I think, uh, like you rightly said, you know, uh, in your introduction, right from uh, way back in... Um, in the beginning, when there was, uh, in the book of Acts, chapter 11, verse 26, that is when uh, Christians were called, um, you know, people that were believers, that were followers of Christ, that were saints, were called Christians by the powers that be for the first time in Antioch, in Acts eleven twenty-six. By the powers uh, that be, Pastor? 
Yes, I mean, it, it wasn't a name Jesus' disciples gave themselves. I understand that part, but you're saying they were given by society. the powers that be? What powers are these? Yes, it was a name given to them by society in Antioch. Indeed, society, not the powers. name for a group of Christ followers? It was right. a name that was given to them. Uh, you know, Antioch, historically, was a place, it was a melting pot of different cultures and Indeed. different religions and people that came in, and they, they've been observing this group of people that were followers of, of, of Jesus, yeah. and they never interacted with them closely to know that what to call them, but from an outside perspective, they don't call them Christians, obviously, because they behave or they are they, they're being like Christ, who is Jesus Christ. Yeah. So right from there, obviously, the name starts with them. Uh, there, there's some cultural uh, cultural context to it also. Antioch was referred, like I said, you know, as a place where all the world, all the world in one city. So it was a melting pot. It was a marketplace. It was, it was a, it was a center for for a lot of different people that come in there. And then you have this small group of people yeah. with this guy who is like a rebel, with this guy who people didn't understand, and they were following him. They were mimicking him. He was modeling them to do whatever uh, he does. We got like, that part, uh, Pastor. But question is why? Why do Christians still? follow that why do christians take up a name that was given to them by gentle community uh, starting with a gentile church why well well if you ask me a question should christians actually let me rephrase it should christians actually you know should should followers of christ rather take that name christian that was not a name that was given to them by christ or that was not the name they gave themselves but it was given you know by outsiders should they use that name for my for me the answer is yes and no yes because you know, when you're trying to describe somebody, though it was an out, it was a, some sort of a derogatory name actually uh, that they was given to them. But the name stopped with them. But is there anything wrong with the name? You are being like Christ. This name was given to you by pagans, but you are you. you the name actually defines or explains who you are. In as much as it was not a name that you gave yourself, you called each other saints. You called each other beloved believers. But at the same time, what is wrong with the name? Can we take a name, Christian, and redeem it and use it? Are we comfortable with using it to, today? With reusing it today, does it, mean, does it take away any part of our belief or any part of the history that where we come from as a people or what we believe in today? And for me, that, so that's a yes. You know, we could, it's okay for us to, to use that because we can take it and redeem it. We can take it and look at it and look at the intention, initial intention, but today's intention and who we are, you know, uh, and what we do if we truly follow the principles and values of Christ, and there's just no way we cannot do that. But on the flip side, no, because when you say Christian, then you're putting a whole lot of different beliefs in one pot. Let me and remind you what Matthew sort of says regular. there. Uh, your Bible in Matthew says uh, it's either yes or no. Really, this yes and no is, according to your Bible, from the devil. So kindly commit to an answer, Pastor. What Sean. does that say in Matthew? Can you, can you read that out for me just so we can see the context? Oh, may I ask in, are, you, are you asking that because um, you don't know? Or are you asking no, no, because no. you're challenging it? I'm asking you because you brought it up. Yes, I'm asking you. I understand. I'll, I'll give you the quote. Um, what I'm trying to establish is, are you asking the question because you don't know what it says, or context, or you're challenging it? It's all right. Either so answer, I'm going, I'm going to give you an answer. So we can put it in the context of our discussion. Okay. <laughs> no, I'll help you. Let's hear SBS. 
I'm going to ask you once again, uh, Pastor Shams. You are going to get your answer. What I'm trying to establish is, in you asking me to tell you, is it because you don't believe it is there, or because you're challenging that it is there, or maybe you don't even know that it's there? I cannot challenge that it's there if it's there, written, printed, uh, is there. But I, I'm just wanting to understand it and see how it's going to fit into. Uh, the context of our discussion. Do you have a Bible with you, Pastor Shams? I don't want us to dilly-dally around this matter. Um, Do you have a Bible next to you? Yes, I do. All right. Please turn to Matthew chapter 5, verse 37. Kindly read from your version so that you can know it next time. Matthew 5, what? 37. Yes, sir. 37. Yes, sir. Okay. So Matthew 5, uh, 37... um, just getting it in there now. Okay, you, I'll read from the... Let me read from the NIV. It does not matter. Just read it, Pastor. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to... Would you like me to read it for you instead? Yes, please. You NIV. Want. You have chosen the NIV. I'll read that for you. This Matthew chapter 537 yes. reads, All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Would you like another translation? No, I would like you to go back three verses before 37. Okay. And so this... probably you can start from 34. Okay, this will help us how? It will help us understand the context, why the yes is yes or the no is no. You say all you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. But what was Jesus talking about? Was he talking about... What, what sort of context was he talking about? What was he trying to do? And you believe this is going to change the point there? You believe it's going to change the point, Pastor? It might. It might. But we'll play, we're playing with time, sir. If you believe it's going to be thrown, I'll read it. But if it's, it's a possibility, we'll be wasting time there, Pastor. If you believe yes, it's going to yes. make your point, tell me, I'll read it for you. I believe so. Okay. So where do you want me to start? 35? Yeah, 35. Uh, All right. Yeah. 35, Chapter 5, 5, verse 35 reads, Or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Verse 36, And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. Verse 37, Simply let your yes be yes, and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Would you like me to continue, Pastor? No, I would like to take it back to 33. It says again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not break your oath. But fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot even make one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything yes. beyond this comes from the evil one. So we have to look at the context, you know, especially from 33. Down and what down. point is it making, Pastor? The context here is about making an oath, so you're making a vow, you know, but for, for us to establish and to embrace the term Christian, are we making a vow? Does the name changes what we believe in? Let me give you a simple, we, a simple answer. Yes, sir, you're given a commitment. Christ. If you're committing to a name, you're committing to a name. That's your commitment. A vow or a covenant or a pact or a commitment, it's one, the same thing. It's synonymous, sir. What I'm trying to establish now is... Which one? Why do you say it is either one or the other? It's your take. It's up it to you. De- it, it all depends on the, on, on the person. You what know, does I, the Bible I, say? I, I what does the Bible that, teach? I, I said that because if you are a person that do not believe that we should actually consider 
or I don't want to be called a Christian. Pastor Shams, I'm not really interested in what I think. I'm biblical. interested in what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about this matter? About which man? About the matter. The matter, Pastor Shams. What does the Bible say about the matter? Does the Bible teach that Christians should be calling themselves Christians? Is there no, anywhere no, no. where your Christ would call them Christians? No, it didn't say that. All right. So what, it, what, is it, what does it teach? We... He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't subscribe to us like this is who you should call each other. And it stays there. You can call each other brothers, sisters, saints, believers. All that is inclusive. There are different ways that we can address each other. Then why use the pagan one, and I Christian? Think even the, the Christian, calling yourself Christian, if you put that in the box, is also an option. Where? But Where do you get that from? One, Where do you get that one, as an option, Pastor Ashams? Sorry? Where do you get that as an option? We get it as an option because that was what was. Show me the text. That was what became part of the popular culture. People Show me the text. Out. Show me the text. And if you look at the name, that's a name. It's just a word. A pastor. It's, Show me the text. A word that does not take anything from what you believe in. Text. It's a word text, that does pastor. not take anything from your principles or your following okay. Christ. I'm going to move on, pastor. But, if you don't want to give us a text, I'm going to move on. Let's go to the bishop. Bishop, your take. Um, I have to make a candid call on this one. And, and we do any religious program, but allow me to quote a song by Huma Sekela. Don't call others makure kure. They're also human beings. What am I saying is that when you are in a foreign country, you cannot accept a derogative name which is not intended to give you identity. Because names are not just names, as we say it. Though we can accept it, but it's not supposed to depict exactly who you are. Because a name for me gives you identity. And if Ashom agrees, and as we all agree, that the name Christianity was used as a derogative name to identify this group of people, we would be stupid enough to say we've been called by this derogative name for such a long time. Let it just continue. When our man you with big ears. Because now you're used to it. So man a thousand years or later. the K word in South Africa, yes, or the N word in America, that's right. So, you've been used no, by guys, you cannot put that together, guys. Like, <laughs> no, 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 let the bishop speak. Let the bishop allow, speak. allow me to throw it. It's where any debate, so allow me yes. to show the other side. Let the because speak. all of a sudden, if you accept a derogative name, yeah, you, you allow it to become your running name, yeah. A few generations later, you actually have, I mean, for example, I pastored in Switzerland. And I've always been telling people it's not right to call churches by their geographical location. Now, we opened up a branch at the King's Palace, Eludzitzin. Now, if you are Swazi or you are partly Zulonguni, you know what Ludzizi or for the one, well, I'm in a public station. I can't use the other word directly, but in Swaziland, there's a place called Ludzizini. Now, there is a church there which is now called Ludzizini. And literally, this is like the private part at the hind of every human being. And how now do you name a church? After that, we need to start moving and finding maybe a more sanitized sort of a name. So firstly, firstly my argument would be whoever names something. Okay. On that note, Joey, perhaps we might have to talk about this subject of naming uh, some other time because uh, your Bible does use um, uh, geogra geography as a point of reference to name place churches. Uh, if it's church, picking them, uh, I agree. Exactly. I agree. Exactly. But when, when, you, when it comes to you picking up the, the attitude of, yeah. of, of, of a church or the DNA of a church, yeah. I mean, you might want to look for something more religious, something more sanitary. I understand. That's why we'll have to debate yeah. that on other day because day. your Bible does teach the contrary. But go, go, yeah. go ahead. But Pastor. what I'm trying to drive at is the one who names something has authority over what he's naming. 
he he's giving it the character he's giving it the dna and whatever he has named you call you naya for example yes and uh, that name is going to be used on you for, for as long as you remember and in your dna is written you're going to work to fulfill the name of whoever has named you yeah. and i would not want therefore to agree that the, using christianity as a pack for this group of believers is right why because that creates a religion that creates a religion. and once it's a religion it is segregative by nature now you have Islam, you have Buddhism, you have Christianity, you have this. And, and if we had taken the Jesus model, where he says, I am the water of life, Yeshua, it means that you bring the container and I fit it in. So if we had kept a nameless a, a, a faith, which, had, which could infiltrate all people, we would not have a group of religious uh, pact or sect called Christianity, yeah. which is now calling itself exclusively yeah. uh, Jesus followers. Yeah. When in fact, Yeshua was never a savior for Christianity. Yeah. Rather, he comes in as a savior or a messiah or a Hamashiach oh, for the whole peace. world. Yeah. And, and by peace. excluding and strictly calling ourselves Christians, we have deliberately excluded everybody else who yeah. does not believe yeah. in the Christ-like, Christian-like function. And I think that's the reason why Yeshua himself never studied Christianity. Yeah. Because it will limit him only to a sectorial and cultic sort of practice. Oh, that's a big, big word. Call it a cult. Uh, do you not find it in scripture that they also use the word Christian? Paul, for example, Bishop. It was in the it was in the backdrop of yes. the Antioch. Yes. So already they call you Manjebe, and the next group also here us calling you Manjebe. We also yeah. call you Manjebe, Manjebe, and then I'm saying a few generations later, yeah. you have inherited a derogative name yes. that actually excludes you from your function. Had we taken Matthew 28, yeah. go therefore to all the world. Now to me that's a beautiful passage. Yeah. Preach the gospel. Yeah. Baptize them. In the name of the Father and Son, and, and, and then teach them to observe all I've taught you. I'm with you. Had you not told us, yeah. go make them Christians, yeah. then who would have been implementing a mandate? We don't have a mandate from Yeshua. I'm, I'm raising Paul there, Bishop, because Paul is uh, the guy, one of the guys that wrote uh, what 50% of the Bible. Yeah. yeah? And uh, when we speak about Paul, we're speaking about a guy we believe was inspired to write the things he wrote and say the things he said. And here he is, having been inspired, having had an, uh, an, an encounter with God, still using the derogatory name. What, what mistake was he making that you feel? Coloniali colonialism is deep. Rome colonized uh, Jerusalem. Even for the birth of Yeshua, yeah. you would hear that uh, the Roman so they'd gone for counting, right. for census, mm. the crucifixion. Yeah. You heard the Roman soldiers, yeah. Pilate, Pontius Pilate, right, Herodotus, right, and right. etc. So the colonial flair of Rome upon the Israeli Juda Judean community is quite strong. Yeah. Hence, if you find that the names Peter, James, John, Jesus, and etc. come in already as translation, as a theologian, which is actually legal, because you don't translate a name. You don't translate it as, yeah. as, 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 as a principle of interpretation. Yeah. But you find that we already have a miscarriage yeah. of hermeneutical principles that is allowed to perforate through Christianity from the naming yeah. of... We have Jerusalem, untranslated. Yes. But then the, all of the names... Are, Herod is untranslated. But here is here is Paul. He, Paul was not translating anything, Bishop. Why don't you do answer that I, point? I'm driving a point which would take you to a point where you must understand that Paul was Paul of Tarsus. Yes. So he comes from a Saul colonial... Saul of Tarsus. Yeah, so yeah, Paul, Saul, Paul of Tarsus. He yeah. comes from a colonial uh, co a colony yeah. of Rome, Tarsus. Yeah. So from yeah. a young boy, let's allow that his software was slightly... When David, who is a shepherd, when he writes, the Lord is my shepherd. He yeah. writes like a shepherd. When yeah. the other one is a vine dresser, he writes like a vine dresser. So it was okay for, for Paul, in spite of his... 
um, in inspiration and his contact with God in, in Damascus for him to continue with colonial influences in his theology? You would understand that the inspiration does not overlook academic deficiency. Paul, okay. Peter, though he was called, if you read the writings of Paul, the writings of Peter, and the writings of James, you can see the fisherman in Peter. The Greek is horrible. It's actually cut and paste. Yeah. Whereas Paul is an astute theologian. You kind of see the language. So the fact that you are inspired yeah. does not mean that grammatically you are going to be inspired. Also. Yes, God yes. will still allow your errors in your language but by your own declaration your... paul had no academic deficiencies quite frankly he was well schooled in both uh, hebrew and greek and latin uh, he was very I would, well i would concede that his colonial mind does not exclude him from such usage of language and i don't want to take inspiration as an insulation for that ignorance there are a couple of errors you can find that run through the text which are basically dependent on the person and the bible is it where but those will be in uh, translation in uh, errors not his errors as an academic granted granted not and in his in his training again as a yeah. theologian was his training judaistic or his training was roman fair point fair point um but as he was young he was trained and raised as a jewish boy mm -hmm. and his citizenship of being rome a roman mm -hmm. was bought for him yeah. so he was trained in both in his youth as a hebrew mm. jewish boy and then academically trained as a roman and so he, both he, he, he repented at an older age yes so the younger dna seems to have been Kick having the upper, upper hand on him yeah. in as much as you are here now educated and etc but the course i knew once in a while has tendencies of uh, of rising up so yeah. I, I don't want if we should build a theology around that i would want us maybe to look at a holistic biblical so what context. i'm trying to ask you bishop is was paul wrong to address christians as christians I would call that as a theological slip of tongue. Allow me to say that. <laughs> okay. I want to open the lines for you, gentlemen. 0891 I'm trying to get to the bottom of this idea of this group of believers who follow Yeshua HaMashiach. And yet, they don't even know that his name is Yeshua. They find, you find many Christians cringing when you're saying Yeshua or uh, these other uh, phrasings that have been used during his time uh, of speaking Aramaic. By the way, Christ didn't speak Hebrew. He spoke, spoke Aramaic and, his, and the transmutation of the language and the names that he used from Hebrew to Aramaic is very interesting. Perhaps as a theologian might explain the, the intertwining of these languages, Aramaic and Hebrew, in the speech and teachings of Jesus. Because you hear many many theologians who are Hebrew scholars speaking as though Christ spoke Hebrew when that is not historically correct. Very true, very true. And on the same line, it's even deeper than language. It is a culture, the traditions yeah. that are behind the language. Yeah. So language becomes the final tool of communicating the thing. Indeed. But the, 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 the lifestyle itself is much deeper. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, so, uh, uh, Pastor Shams, you're hearing uh, uh, Bishop Maponga suggesting that uh, even the use of the word Christian is a, is a slip of a tongue and it is cultic. Would you like to respond? Yes, I mean, he mentioned earlier on just uh, the, maybe the similarities in, in South Africa from apartheid, calling black people the keyword, or in the U.S., you know, calling them niggers. But you see black people calling each other nigger, nigger nigger. It's okay for black people to call each other nigger, you know, as Americans, um, but then it's not okay for someone from the outside to do that. But for okay. me, um, um, my uh, thing uh, is, uh, I, I don't... Pastor Shams, um, I've, yeah. I've just been uh, alerted that perhaps we need not to use the word, let's just say N-word okay, and K-word. Yeah. N-word. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
you know so so right there you can pick up yeah you can pick up that there's still some sensitivities while you say it is okay for some but you'll find some black people not comfortable with still you using the n-word and that was what i said from the beginning you know that's why i give you a yes or a no you know for some people would be okay for some people would not be okay and that should be fine and for me it's all about how we take something and redeem it you know i believe in redemption the redemption that we had from you know that we experienced from christ you know like it says in galatians 3:13 christ redeemed us from the course of the law by becoming a cup for us it is written cup is everyone who is hung on a tree now when i look at the, the definition of what does it mean to redeem it says you know some of the words that you can substitute for redeem is retrieve to regain to recover to reclaim to repossess to rescue and I feel that we have that power that we can take the name Christian in itself, which was given from a, a background of, of 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 looking down on this group of people and their, and their and their leader and calling them Christian in a very derogatory way. We can take it and redeem it. So from all my my perspective is hey, by what instruction, Pastor Shams? Well, we can take it and redeem it, and we can put it. What in instruction? What power do you have? We can have? call each other things, or we can Pastor call each other or we can call each other believers. Pastor Shams, it, it, it would work. Pastor Shams, what gives you the authority yeah. to change the meaning to redeem names? I mean, what, what, do you have the authority to change the meaning and significance of names? Were you given the power no, not, to do you're, that? You're not. You're, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not uh, changing the, the significance, or that, that you're just redeeming it. You're, ta- you're taking a different position with the same name. What would do you have the authority to do that? Now you're looking at it as an empowerment word. What was meant to bring you down? What was meant to help you lose your identity? What was meant to make you look a lower class in society? You know, you would maintain the same name, but you would look at it from a position of empowerment. Is it possible? Is it possible, in have. your view, Pastor Shams, to take a word that was used to swear at you, to curse you, to make it a blessing? The N word. Yes. Yeah, I think so. It all depends on the person. Again, it all depends on the context or who that person. I was hoping that perhaps you would come. Operating in. Uh, with respect, Pastor Shams, what I was trying to get get you gentlemen to give us is scriptural authority, not subjective personal preferences. That's why I, I, that's why I read from you from uh, Galatians three thirteen. Christ redeemed us from the course of the law. What does that say about the name Christian, Pastor Shams? What does that say about? First, we have to look at the people they call Christians before we even get to the name. So I've been redeemed. No, from sir, the we're not interested the in the people now right we now. Have we're a, interested a legal, in the name. Legalistic law going on. Sorry. We're interested in the name. You calling yourself a name that was never given to you. There was a name that's, given to you, by the way. That's what uh, your, I'm going to. Your, your master they called you name. my disciples. Why have you? Name. Why have you ignored that name that was given to you by your master? Why have I ignored it? Yes, sir. Why have you, as a Christian, and I'm not saying Solomon per se, I'm Solomon Solomon as a representative of a bigger Christian community, why would the Christian community ignore the name that was given to you by your master? He said, "This they will know that you are my disciples. He he refers to you as his disciples, but you seem to undermine that name. That's why I was telling you. Why do you not call yourselves that name? Can I call you a disciple? Can I call you a beloved? Can I call you a saint? Can I call you a, a brother? Why do Can you I not use the ones he chose? In the mix? Why do you not? Why why do you have a mix that in, includes others and that you're supposed to be using what you have been taught by your master? Or perhaps is your master the same authority and power as those pagans in Antioch? 
Is that what no, you're suggesting? That you know, we can we can take the teachings of Antioch and the Master and put them in a box and put them in the mix, as you're suggesting. All of those yes, teachings of Antioch and the Master. How we use it and how we use it and when we use it and what we use it for is also very important. So we have to we have to understand that if you say, okay, we're just zooming on a disciple. I need you, know, you to you respond. I need to respond to that question there. Can you take the teachings of the pagans in Antioch and the teachings of the Messiah and put them in the mix? Is that what you're teaching, Pastor Shams, to just mix no, it all up? We're talking about a name now. We're not talking about a teaching. Yes. So we concentrate on a name. Yes, we're concentrating. Let me remind you Christian. again. Let me remind you again. The only thing that came out of the teacher's name or teacher's mouth was uh, not Christian. There was never a time where your teacher ever used the word Christian. And I'm saying when he was teaching, whether he was walking around or not teaching, there has never been a time where your master has ever used the word Christian when referring to you. My question no, to you now never, is, why would you take something that was never given to you by your master and use it for yourself and ignore what proves right now? The global community doesn't know you as disciples or beloved. They know you as Christians. The official name of your group of believers is Christian. Let me ask you. Let me, make it, let me make it simpler. Maybe let, me, let me throw it simpler. You have your name, Ashom. Uh, which your mother and father gave you. We give you a nickname. When you give you a nickname, when you go to register and open up an account, you use your nickname instead of using your original name. What is the moral of the story of you avoiding your name in preference of a nickname? I'll be like a Brazilian footballer. They use their nickname, which is very legit, which is official. It's fairly legit. Again, it depends on the person. Okay. All right. What I thought it depended on your how master. How is the name going to de- deter and dysfunction my identity okay. as a Christian? Christ called them, this, he said, by these they shall know you are my disciples. Mm. Not you would tell them you are my disciples. They would know. So even people from the outside would know that you are my disciples. That I've been discipled. Obviously, that means okay. I have taken you through a phase of discipline that you become All right. a disciple. Let's take some and calls for you, gentlemen. Christian only came post-Christ. That was when, you know, this group of believers were addressed as Christians. All right, I hear you. All right, I'm going to take some calls for you. 0891-104-207. 0891-104-207. After this. We were friends in exile. He was a hero. A fighter who never backed down. He was there for every fight. Until he gave up our location. What a coward. First of April at 9.30 on SABC2. West Ham United are on a mission to hammer the Foxes. Leicester City this Saturday in the Premier League match of the week. The grass will be trampled at the London Stadium as the visitors Leicester want nothing but maximum points. Battle it out with the Foxes this Saturday on SABC3 at 3.30pm. The Premier League, brought to you by SABC Sport, for the love of the game. Hashtag SAFM, Facts of Faith. Alright, let's take some calls for you. 0891-104-207, the bishop says it's just a slip of a tongue. And yet it's there in the Bible. And then uh, Pastor Shom says, well, it's okay. Just put all those names in the mix. What do you say? Do you have a biblical understanding that 
leads you to believe that it's okay to call yourself Christian? 0891-104-207. Pastor Psalm says, well, it depends on the person, not on the Bible. I was shocked to hear that. 0891-104-207. go to Kuruman. Is that Christian? Is that his name, Christian? Christian, good evening. Yes. Hi, Christian. Uh, good evening, Naya. Hi, Christian. <laughs> good evening to you and good evening to your panel. Yeah. Uh, I would like to find out from you, is there any problem... Is there any problem if I'm named after my Messiah or my the one whom I follow? Uh, wouldn't it be tantamount to denying him if I say I don't want to be named after him? Uh, I think it was in honor of Jesus Christ that the, the, his followers accepted the decision name, even though it was coming from people who were using it in a derogatory manner. I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, in Zimbabwe, there's um, a tribe called Shona people. The, those people, there's no single one of them who is Shona. They are of different dialects. The Zuru, Karanga. But they were called by the, 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 the Zulus. I'm uh, Shona uh, because they were living in the western side of uh, the Zulus. And eventually it became their, their, their tribe that they are Amachona, Amachona. And they, they became Shona. When you realize everyone around you is calling you this, you don't have the, the, the ability to go around and telling everyone, this is not what I heard, but this is what people are saying. So there is no, I think no problem in them accepting the Christian name. It's actually in one of their leaders. Okay, uh, I was hoping you'd give us some uh, some authority, but good for you. We do have a Shona man right here in the studio. Perhaps he must just respond to that perspective right there. Uh, they could not say no. Well, uh, well, we'll find out. Thank you very much, Christian. Appreciate your call. We do have KGM in uh, Port St. John's. Port St. John's, good evening, KGM. Good evening, Nye. Good evening to your guests and mm. listeners. Nye, uh, yes, we, we need to be... Uh, quite uh, regulated to understand that um, giving somebody a name is just not for a purpose of calling them, but there is far-reaching implications in a name. For instance, I'm attentively, carefully listening to your, your guest talking about how it is not a problem to name, to name somebody after their leaders. When I grew up, I'm not sure if you experienced that yourself, Nye, we, we were forced to have the so-called English or Christian names. Mm. In, in, in fact, at, during my time, they were called Christian names. Yes, they probably still are called that now. They come again, Nye? They are still called that right now. You're right. Yes. Mm. Um. If that was not part of indoctrination and abuse of uh, the mental capacity, if you like, I'm not sure what it is. But my point is this. We are today called the former colonies, the, 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 the former oppressed, and so forth. If you look at the history or the story of where this came from, it came from people who today still see nothing wrong in what they did, whether they brought it via religion or economy or anything in align or in line with their benefits. Now, for as long as we're still going to pretend like 
this is a glorified thing, including them thinking that we only got to realize that our Creator existed after their arrival on our shores, we will have this kind of tendency, believing in themselves that it is right indeed that most, if not all of us as Africans, we have these names that they themselves wouldn't see necessary to choose an African name or indigenous name in between their names for the same reasons that they say it's comfortable for us to have these names. Okay, got it. Thank you very much, KG. I appreciate you. Call Skuru Mujalifa in Kronstadt. Good evening, Mujalifa. Good evening, Naye, and mm. uh, the guests and the listeners. Yeah. Now, let me start by pointing out that I think to understand this, uh, for me, it's quite simple. We first start by recognizing that Christian is both an adjective and a noun. Okay. Now, as a noun, the question then is, is it bad for me to be called a Christian? Okay. Or even uh, even as an adjective, Christian brother. But is it bad for for me to be called a Christian? Yeah. No, the answer is no. And I think, I would would submit to you that 100% of Christians don't feel it's bad, nor unbiblical, to be called Christians. Now, the question then is, why do we embrace it? Yeah. I think for me to answer that one, it's very simple as well. In the first place, the reason we accept and embrace this is because it points to our identity. That is to say, we look at Christ and his work, his life, his teachings as our examples. So as far as we can, possibly be able to do. We try to emulate his deeds, his works, his life. And therefore, correctly, I then be called Christian. Let me give you one final example. Before you before you go I to the final example there, Mujalifa, sure, was, was your Messiah calling you to be Christian? Did he encourage anyone to be, uh, uh, be Christian? No, he encouraged us to follow him. Yeah, and And he was doing what? What was he doing? Was he doing his own thing? Was he doing his father's thing? That's right. So why would you choose to follow the something that you were never taught to do? Because he says, uh, you must follow me because I'm the way to the father. The destination is not Christ. The destination is the father. Why would you? Yes, go ahead. But it doesn't mean when we follow him, when we call ourselves Christians, or when we are called Christians, we are no longer following him. Let me give you an example quickly. I'm Musutu. There are people today who are calling me Musweshwe after uh, uh, the king of Basutu. Now, I don't get offended when someone says I'm Musweshwe, but I would correct them gently. So similarly here, if someone says to me I'm a Christian, he reminds me of the one that I follow. Yeah. And in fact, I don't get ashamed. I'm, I'm proud of that. Jesus Christ himself said uh, we shouldn't be ashamed of him, mm. that anyone who would be ashamed of him, he himself would be ashamed of him before the throne of his father. So to then accept that uh, name or adjective Christian, I proclaim to the world that I'm not ashamed of Christ, of Christ, of Christ and or being called a Christian. Okay. Simple Thank as you. that. Got it. Thank, Thank you. you very much, Michelle. I appreciate your calls. Go to Tabo in Durban. Good evening, Tabo. Good evening, Naye. Yeah. Thank you for having my call. And good evening to your panel mm. and the listeners. Uh, Naye, if I look at uh, the, uh, the, the, the Christian, I look at it in the, in the sense of, of him as Christ and also Christian coming as 
if, if somebody says Christian, in the sense of those people from Antioch, I think those, those people saw him making an impact in the area. When he came there, it, it became a notice. He was unique, he was different, he was, he was great, he things like that, okay? So there are people who, are, who identify with him. And these people, definitely, if, if, if I refer... If, 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 if I refer them, I could say they are his followers. In other words, they are the followers of Christ. Now, for me, if I'm good like that, I, I, I see no, I have no, I see no offending uh, uh, connotation because, in fact, we are supposed to be in him. We are supposed to be for him. We should. We are supposed to be following him. I think there's nothing wrong with. With especially, especially, this comes from from the non-believers. In other words, I, I should be happy that they could see him as Christ. I see no offense in him. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. We're going to have our guests respond. Bishop, you go first. I think, firstly, I, I would not want to agree to one of the callers who says we must accept it. I would not accept a, a, a false identity. It's wrong to say Christianity is our identity. No. And I want to re-emphasize the fact that when you name something which is exclusive, maybe maybe this is actually the conundrum where the, the Christian church has found itself, where, as I said, we've become cultic because Christianity, by essence of us being named Christian, we become an exclusive group and we're excluding everybody else. Whereas if we had kept it as, a, as fluid, I think we should have been able to do a far much more reaching uh, outreach than where we've reached now. And, and secondly, I would want also to identify and agree with the Durban caller who said, it's not just a name. There is much more in a name. And if we should say we accept this name as is, then we need, again, to be, to be contextual. And, and I think any biblical scholar would agree that if you are going to be building a theology in the New Testament, you need also to reference the Old Testament and find out what is this concept of church or Christianity the kahal, the called, the set aside, the sanctified, the brothers, the disciples. L look, listen to the beauty of those words. And as, as the gentleman was saying, these are nouns, these are nouns, these are nouns. To me, those are actually are almost between adverbs and verbs because they begin to tell you what you must do. Christianity does not tell you what to do because it's the name that is out there. But in all truth there, uh, Bishop, um, Christians at the time were seen as a cult. Quite frankly, they were persecuted because they were seen as a cult, a very antagonistic, contrarian cult that was destabilizing the, the, the believing community of Jews at the time. So the, being uh, referenced as a cult is not something new. It's not something that is coming with you. It was happening then about the very same group of people. True, that could have been happening like that. But the point I'm trying to drive it is that if we should maintain the same... It, it's, it's like you, 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 you have had a car that is a broken wheel and you are used to it jerking like that. And it's been driving and you said, no, that's the way it has been running. Let it just continue. If we, if we should correct this, yeah. and truly speaking, if we should believe as Christians that we are here to witness to the rest of the world, we cannot do so as Christianity because Christianity is an exclusive once you talk christianity someone will be talking islam some hence the, the the spirituality of kahar the spirituality of worship the spirituality of brotherhood if it is locked in the colonial name of christianity becomes exclusive by nature and immediately we accept that we're actually limiting the capacity to which jesus says i'm the water of life so if we bring the container and i'll fill it in so if, despite culture and names we should allow spirituality to become the foundation of our function yeah. rather than allowing a naming yeah. to become 
to become the the, the, the blocking factor. What about that caller, Bishop, who said um, there's both uh, there's two meanings that are relevant in our usage of the word Christian, which, by the way, is neither Hebrew or Aramaic. It's an English term that we've now translated and translated and translated. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saying, uh, by the way, being Christian is first the noun and the verb, which is the way we live our lives and what we have been identified by. And to be identified by the way we live as Christians, that would be, that's what he said, that would be totally fine for him. Listen to the beautiful word that you used. Yeah. Disciples. Yeah. Earlier on. You know, it actually has the following behind it. Tell me Christianity connotes that. Christianity is it totally, it's a, it's a noun that is, Parked somewhere, it's a Mercedes Benz, it's an OD, it's what? It's a car that is out there. But once you talk about we are called to be disciples, you already hear the concept of akolotheo, which means we are following behind someone. Your, your brothers, you, you must be loving and hugging each other. You, but for me to accept that noun, that noun contains no verb at all. We need to start scratching in the air as to what it is. Tell me another religion on the face of the earth that is called after the name of his own leader. <laughs> Buddhism. Buddhism, after Buddha himself, yes. then what do you do? You follow in the path of? Of Buddha. Of Buddha. And what does that make you? A Buddhist. And when you follow Christianity? Uh, you're a Christian. And what do you do? You, you become a Christian. The issue we are addressing, the issue addressing is that you don't become Christ-like by becoming a Christian. You become Christ-like by practicing discipleship. Indeed. So, but you cannot accept the noun. I cannot accept being a closer without necessarily knowing the traditions which involve me to become a closer person. Sure, but that, those traditions, people, being Christian is following the teachings of Christ. You're assuming that when you're a Christian, you're following. But when you become a disciple, it is clear that you are, men, you are mandated to follow. But the, again, that is not necessarily entirely true because we had a disciple, one of the prominent disciples who was a conduit of this salvation of yours, uh, Judas, a disciple through and through, but was not. Do we, we now know that he was actually a betrayer. He was merely a tool uh, to fulfill prophecy. Disciple nonetheless. All the three and a half years of Christ of his work, he still was a disciple, but still he was not. Park him next to Paul. He is someone who poor soul, who kills people for all this time. Yeah. And then he changes and becomes a... But so at the end of the day, who followed? Who followed becomes the disciple. Okay. No. Oh, let's, let's, let's begin. So I want to say Christianity yeah. does not necessarily mean that you're following. Yeah. But if we should take names that are more couched in the mouth of Yeshua himself. Yeah, yeah. Those names have doing things in them. And it, it clarifies what you must do. All right. Let's bring in Pastor Shams. You heard the, the, the callers. Pastor Shams, your response. Yes, I really agree with the caller that actually, you know, look at the name in itself and say, look, this is who we're following. And, and, and it's okay for us to use that. And I want to go straight to a dictionary definition of, uh, of Christian in itself. As an adjective, it, it says it, it's relating or... To, to relating to rather or professing Christianity or its teachings, so accepting Christianity, professing it, and accepting the teachings. And as of now, it's a person who has received baptism or is a believer in Christianity. And the origin is actually, uh, you, you know, Latin. So with this definition in itself, I think for me, I go back from what I said in the beginning. But can you agree that definition that is, is, is it's not? Okay. It's not a yes. Christian for definition. It's a no. Pastor Shams, and Pastor Shams, Pastor Shams, yeah. I need you to walk with us. Can we agree? that that definition that you've just read right now does not come from Christ or his culture or his teachings. That is a, a posthumous definition. That is a linguistic abrogation of theological truth. There is no way you'll find it in the, in the Christian writings, that definition, or at the very least, in the mouth of your Messiah. 
Can you agree yes, that, I agree that that with is? You. Yeah. And I would want to take you to the Eastern Bible Dictionary, which actually called Christian, you know, but it was a name given by the Greeks or, you know, or the Romans, uh, you know, to the followers of Jesus, you know, in Antioch. And, and obviously they were the disciples. They saw the disciples the way they conducted themselves. But amongst themselves, they called brethren the faithful, the elect, the saints, or, or the believers. But to distinguish them from the multitude without the name Christian came into use, and which is Christianity or Christian was actually mentioned in the Bible in the New Testament just three times, in Acts 11, 26, in Acts yeah, eleven in Acts twenty six twenty eight and twenty eight, First Peter four and sixteen. For for me, the name is there, but you cannot tell me, as a believer, that I would I cannot take a name again, like I said, and redeem it and make it work for me, even though I know the initial intention, even though I know what it was meant to be. But now I'm making it work for me, and it has been working for us for a very, very long time. Yes, embracing Christianity or accepting that you are Christian does not mean automatically you become perfect or you become a good example or model that follows Christ, his principles, his values, and his precepts and everything. No, no, no. That's the first step. You know, first step, you become a Christian. And then second step, obviously, and other steps, you now become, you now have to get discipleship. You know, but that comes through studying and his teachings, like the dictionary definition said, following his teachings, executing his teachings, and making sure you apply them daily. Uh, you know, it, it has a lot of elements that you bring into into it. So, for me, if if, if somebody calls himself Christian, I wouldn't tell them, no, you cannot call yourself Christian. All right. I would like to know the why, just so I'll know the perspective. And if they say, no, I shouldn't call you a Christian, of course, I, I would want to know the why, and I would obey that and respect that. Okay. All right. Let me read some text uh, for those of you who sent text messages. Uh, the number is 40938. Four, four, uh, one text reads, uh, the first pronouncement by Christ, Matthew 3, verse 2, he never preached or taught Christianity, but rather talked of a governing system, so essentially addressing a political mandate from a spiritual realm, hence the prayer, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Thanks. Beezies. Hoping I'm reading that correctly, Beezies. Another text reads, in Sudan and all the Arabic-speaking countries, we call Jesus Yeshua. At least his followers were known his name. There, know his name, oh, beg your pardon, from Zakaria Adam Saeed. I'm hoping I'm reading that correctly, Zakaria Adam Saeed. Thank you very much. Another text reads, Latinized Greek term, Christianos, found only three times in the Christian Greek scriptures, designates followers of Christ Jesus, the exponents of Christianity. Okay, thank you very much. That one is not uh, signed. Naya, today I am schooled proper. Malebe got me chuckling. <laughs> Dear Malal, love the show. You know your story. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate your kind words. Now the text reads, Hi Naya, my understanding is that names should be selected with good meanings for any purpose. And followers of prophets and messengers of God have always been referred to as believers, including the followers of Abraham, Jesus, and Mohammed, peace be upon them. Sister MB, got it, Sister MB. Now the one says, Nowhere in the Bible will you read that Jesus came for everybody he came to save his people only from their sins bm not quite true let's read the bible sir another one says acts 26 verse 28 king herod agrippa the second said to paul in a short time you would persuade me to become a christian herod 
Yes, there you very much. Another one says, I believe we need to understand the meaning of the term Christian, quote unquote. My understanding is it's root Christ, Christ in Hebrew, Messiah. This relates to the anointing Jesus found at the outset of his ministry. Jesus attributed the signs and wonders to the Holy Spirit. My understanding of the term Christian means a small anointed one. A believer in Jesus shares the very same anointing that he found once again in the letter of Peter he wrote of a believer suffering in the name of a Christian this indicates their acceptance of the term more importantly the letter of Peter in God's Word that's Alan thank you Alan another text reads the Bible teaches Acts 11 26 that it was a God-given name not true read it again you'll not find that they were by divine providence called Christians no sir you will not find that in the text, at least on Acts 11.26. On Facebook, Arthentine, I'm hoping Arthentine Jawa. Okay, well, I'll leave it right there. Our time is up. Um, Bishop, thank you very much uh, for coming through and talking to us, especially coming to the studio. We appreciate you coming through. And also, Pastor Ashams, we really appreciate you. From me and I, and the team, have a wonderful evening and Godspeed.